Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello from beautiful Fort Bragg, California. On the northern coast. On the northern California coast. North of the Bay Area. North of the Bay Area. We are recording this on Wednesday, August 25th. Yes. Did I, I, did I, got, the, I got the month? month you got the correct month. And the day. And we'll probably post it when we get home from our travels, probably this Sunday, which will be August something, 30th, 29th. It'll 28th. be August 29th. Yeah. But, you know, that's only for nerds who care about dates. But what it is right now for us, it's August 25th. We are broadcasting from uh, right beside the Pacific Ocean. Just across the street. Just literally across the street. Uh, we can see the pounding surf and the waves and so on and so forth. We're on a trip to basically depressurize. And to get out of the smoke. Yeah, boy, some serious smoke. But uh, we've, we're unplugging here. We haven't been really checking on... The internet back home we've been unplugged and we were kind of fishing around for this week's podcast the subject's podcast fishing i get fishing, what you did there fishing, yeah. we were fishing off the coast we were fishing on the coast and so uh what we did what we decided is is we're going to talk about uh traveling yes we, but we, a very specific way of traveling very specific way of traveling Cece and I have been traveling for years, decades with each other. Yes. And it's like uh, we were, again, fishing around, and it's like uh, this morning's excursion, which we're going to get to, inspired us to realize that we have been on many trains. Many together, trains. It, which is, for some, an unusual form of travel. For others, it's a daily excursion. And we once we got to thinking about it, we've been on several flavors of trains over the last uh, almost 40 years yes. of being together, uh, which was which is kind of surreal. Very surreal. So we are going to talk about trains. And why are we going to talk about trains? Because, of course, trains are a not only a significant piece of transportation and also a significant uh, Part of someone's life who we adore. Hi, Gar. Hi, Gar. Uh, but tra you know, train literature, train fiction, train writing is, is uh, has its own serious weight in American literature. That is true. I so it was like, and just for me, just uh, speaking to one of my favorite early shows was the Wild Wild West, which of course took oh, place yes. on a train. Good old Jim Gordon. Yeah, so, uh, you know, so... And we are talking about the TV version, not the movie that came out no, in the 90s. No, we, we don't, yeah, no, the less said about the movie, the better. The TV show is very interesting, and it's very much a product of its time. So if you haven't seen it, and you can track it down, check it out. It was yeah. a lot of fun. It was, it always kind of reminded me of, like, Star Trek on a yeah. train in the West. It, maybe, maybe more James Bond in the James West. James Bond, but Jim Gordon kind of reminded me of Captain Kirk, actually, yeah. so, I don't know. Um, are you getting the right one? It wasn't Jim Gordon. Was it Jim Gordon? Let me let me check. Let me check. So while you're checking it, um, and uh, we have we could bring up some interesting trivia about the train that was featured in the Wild Wild West because it actually is a part of our life too. But you know we'll come back to that. So trains. Uh, it's Artemis Gordon and Jim West. Ah yes, James Artemis West. Gordon. Jim West. You're quicker than the computer. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back to trains. Okay. Let's talk about the trains that we've been on. Well, are, shall we start with the most recent and work backward? No, let's start with the, the first one that we did because that was... That was a big one. That was the adventure. That was a multi-day train trip on Amtrak. On Amtrak. 
leaving from Omaha, Nebraska mm -hmm. around midnight, I believe we left because of the train schedule with three very small children, which by the way, children like toddler children on a train with that rocking motion, they slept most of the trip. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. But we took the, uh, the California Zephyr from Omaha to Reno. Mm hmm back in 1988 I, it something like that 80 something 88 i believe yeah and then uh uh and so the visual that i remember aside from you know the kids of course is the is the snow as we went through the rockies up to denver yeah and uh just uh just the vistas that you can't see from the road because of the winding path that it took through the mountains there was a, I believe it was called like the Vista car yeah. that we were in that had the, it was like, if anybody knew the old 1970 station wagons that were called Vista cruisers, they had a kind of a bubble of glass toward the roof. Mm -hmm. The train car was the same way. It had a bit of a bubble. So it wasn't just the flat windows along the side. You got more of a view and oh my God, the Rockies were gorgeous. We could see the train snaking around the curves because there were some tight ones. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, it was a good trip. It was uh, December, actually, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yes. So, so we got to see all the snow and all we the... We left on December 7th. Oh, that's right. We left December 7th. Right. So, and, you know, we're going to talk about these trains, of course, in a visual aspect, because uh, you as a writer, uh, you want, want these kind of visual, thing, visual cues, visual clues for your own writing. So we left the States, we go to Japan, and Japan is a very rail centric uh culture a lot of you 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 can get anywhere in japan mm -hmm. on the rail and we frequently i don't know frequently is the right word we often took the rail into tokyo well our apartment when we lived well oh, right in Fusushi, our apartment was right next to the rail line yep. i mean literally like our apartment actually ours wasn't quite on the that side of the wasn't building. wasn't on, but the building. The building it, itself it was, was right next there. to the tracks. So and, that's, we, and that's common. That's common. It is, because you can't is just get really, away. Especially where, we were, where it was very tight together. Mm -hmm. And um, it was more of a subway than a train. But, yeah. similar to the L. Yeah. So, and uh, and so there would be workers, of course, using it on a daily basis to get into the central area. Um, one, uh, so many memories, but the one that sticks out, of course, is the one where we were looking at the map, trying to figure out where we where get, get off in this elderly gentleman who spoke English better than anybody I know. <laughs> he was helping us find our way to, when to, to get off the train and so on and so forth. That actually, we were on our way to Tokyo Disneyland. Yeah, we were on the way to Tokyo we Disneyland. Looking we did for... one trip just to go to Wendy's for our, we did. Uh, for our anniversary. Because there wasn't a Wendy's in our little part. So we so actually went into Tokyo. Went into Tokyo to do Wendy's. So we, uh, re so we returned to the States. I guess we're just doing this. And what's the next, what's the next? We returned to Nevada. So yes. I guess maybe the local. It was a while before. The local trains. Local, yes. The um, local trains. Uh, the Carson City has, has uh, went through great effort to establish the old uh, Virginia and Truckee Railroad, which goes from Carson City up to Virginia City. And we did that trip. And that was just like an old, uh, an old steam engine. Yeah, I believe that. I think that one. I don't remember. I think it's a steam engine. Yeah, and just takes us up from the the capital up, through, winds us up through the, you know the almost flats. all. Of, uh, it doesn't use the exact same tracks because, uh, but it, right it, away it, issues. You know, but pretty darn close. So we got to see 
um, the backcountry of Nevada, which is, you know, always very cool. Wild horses. Wild horses. Um, and then, of course, go up to Virginia City, play the tourist. Uh, Virginia City, of course, the, the the jewel of northern Nevada. The jewel of the Comstock. The jewel of the Comstock. Good. Yes. So. And they're actually, now there are two trains. The V&T from Carson City to Virginia City is a longer route. You mm -hmm. uh, go up in the morning, you spend the day, and then come back in the afternoon. There is a shorter route that does Virginia City to Gold Hill, Silver City, something, something like, like that. that. It's kind of a little round trip. So that's another option if you don't want to do the full trip. Right. But they're um, very scenic and they're historic trains. And which was funny is because, you know, we, we had, we didn't think about this at the time, but we had the quote unquote modern trains of Amtrak and, you know, and in Japan. And then we go back to old school. Very much so. The VNT, uh, Virginia and Truckee, the which old school. Which ties into the Wild Wild West. Which ties into, ties into the Wild Wild West. And while we're talking about that, of course, we talked about the other trains that we were we were on locally. It was the Nevada, at the Nevada State Museum, which has a group. The Nevada State Railroad Museum. Nevada State there Railroad Museum. There are two Museum. state museums in Carson right. City. So the Nevada State Railroad Museum, uh, which has a small oval track. But, you know, it counts. We were on the train. And again, that's old school steam engine. We did the train, but mm -hmm. we also did the McKean motor car. Yep. Which is a gorgeous car. Gorgeous work of art. With quite the history, too, because it was taken off the tracks and turned into a building. It was a diner. Mm -hmm. It was the offices for a plumber. And then they took it back to the uh, railroad restoration shops. And it is beautiful. It's pristine. And they did a wonderful job of renovating it. And the uh, props to the uh, the V&T or the Carson City Nevada State Railroad Museum VNT restoration team because they've done some VNT locomotives. And uh, this speaks to if you have any inkling of any old school uh, railroad travel, if you're any kind of hobbyist or anything like that, then you yeah, have two big thumbs up to both the VNT and both the Nevada State Railroad Museum. Uh, in both both incredible. Both uh, both will tickle your funny bone if you're if you're into those kind of trains. And kind of we you know we of course have to be with full disclosure admit that our son-in-law is a volunteer and has gotten to drive, you know, the, I think McKean at least. I don't know if he's driven the McKean yet. He drove a motor car, but I don't think he's quite gotten to the McKean yet because you have to work your way through the process. Yeah, you have to work but, your way. Uh, they have a lot of very dedicated volunteers aside from our son-in-law. Mm -hmm. So um, the that is a, a great place to visit, especially if you're into railroad history. But then sometime along the way, we managed to make uh, reservations and end up in Ireland. Beautiful trip. Love Ireland. Ireland is awesome. Um, and then, of course, while we did Ireland, we took a couple of train trips, uh, both local inside Dublin, which I guess we would consider the tram or the subway or something like that. And what what, what is it called again? Do you... It's called the Luas, L-U-A-S. It is a very modern it's uh, interesting because it is pretty flat to the ground. Most of the trains that you see, you can at least see their wheels, but this one seems to be mm -hmm. the base of the train kind of hides the wheels. Yeah. It's very modern, sleek, comfortable. Yeah. Um, just Step up into it like two or three inches, it feels like. Yes. And it does, um, I think we first did it to Houston Station maybe, yeah. or around Houston Station, which is where you pick up Irish Rail or 
Aaron Rod Aaron. Probably terribly butchering that, but the uh, more um, kind of the nationwide rail line. Yeah. And of course, that's the like the people mover for Dublin, along with you know the buses and everything else. Like, but that that with that little subway. Yes. I don't want to call it subway because I don't. You know, subway no, sounds like it goes underground. It's not underground. Yeah. It's not elevated either. It is at grade. It's on right. the ground, and uh, it does a little loop around Dublin. And like you said, then there are also the the regular city buses and they're the hop on hop off buses. So that's totally different subject there, but um, because we're talking about trains right now. And then we took the train uh, a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been to Ireland twice, but we took the trains a couple of times going from Dublin to Cork, which is on the South coast, Southwest coast of uh, Ireland. Southeast. Well, Dublin is Killarney. Oh, you're right. Yeah. But, Cork it, it's is, west of Dublin. It Park. is west of Dublin. Okay, we'll go with southwest that. Southwest of Dublin. We'll just let it go there. Uh, and uh, we have so many memories on that one. And uh, that's where the, if you're wondering where the uh, name of this podcast is, Mind the Gap. This episode of the podcast. Mind the Gap. Mind the Gap. Because the PA announcer is always telling us to mind the gap between the train and the uh, platform. Yes, as you're embarking and disembarking it, they haven't painted along. In America, they just say, stay behind the yellow line. But in Ireland, they tell you to mind the gap. And when you're on the train, you keep your feet off the chairs. Off the seats. Seats. Keep Keep your feet feet off off the the seats. seats. (laughs) They do the announcements on the train in both English and Gaelic. And Gaelic is a difficult language to learn. But it's um, they are also very um, clean and comfortable and modern and... um, when we used them, they were very prompt. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seemed to be on schedule the entire time. They stop at some very quaint little station houses along the way. Um, actually, Killarney, that was interesting because the rail station was like right on the other side of the mall or yeah, something. There like was the an enclosed store. mall, and that was an interesting stop. The one in uh, Cork was much larger. And Houston Station in Dublin was big. Yeah, There was also... The first hotel we stayed at, we didn't go in that train station, but there was a station there. It was more in the northeastern side of Dublin, and that train would have taken you north up to Belfast. So, and so, so many memories from the the trip, uh, the Irish trips. I do remember that one like we were in, and it's like the engineer must have like been running behind time because. When they when they open the throttle on that thing, you can. We feel were it. moving. We were moving, and you can feel it it's fairly smooth though yeah i mean for i feel like the american trains are a little more rough than the irish or the japanese trains but uh yes you can feel the speed and we did the we've done the uh, capital quarter a couple times between sacramento and oakland yes that's the uh that's another amtrak train yes it is so and you know it's more of a commuter it's more of a commuter train but uh, we did that because uh, we have a family in Sacramento. Hi, Mike. Hi, Elaine. And we uh, wanted to go see the Oakland A's. So we went from the Sacramento station, Sacramento Amtrak station, to uh, the ballpark, the Oakland A ballpark. And the, you know, the train just stops literally. At the ballpark. Right right there. And so you get to see more of the interesting aspects of California. You, know, you take the good with the bad. It La- follows Interstate 80 for it a little bit. It follows Interstate 80 a lot of the way. You know, it goes over, goes over the water. 
it's uh it goes through like Pinole and uh, mm -hmm. some of the oil area kind of in the East Bay and that well and then there are all the um like abandoned and rotting piers and things piers so you, and can you can see a lot of the the remnants of the um the shipping that was in the area that's no longer quite as prominent but it's the all of those that's one thing that sticks out for me and on the trip aside from you know the the extensive amount of graffiti which is really you know very Some bright of it's very colorful. artistic and the but what sticks out to me is, is as you said is like the concrete pilings again you know, this goes back to a podcast when we went to the Monterey Bay, Monterey Bay Aquarium, where we there was abandoned concrete pilings there. All along the shore, on the way on the, the Capitol Corridor, you see all this concrete from from time gone by. You know that you know there probably isn't anybody even alive that remembers why the, that stuff was there. Maybe track out down pictures. Well, I believe some of it probably dates back to World War II. Um, there was a lot of. Uh, military shipping kind of um if you're going north of san francisco the i believe it's called the marin headlands or something there there was like a lookout point there but there were ships that went into san francisco bay and i think some of that may be like some and, kinds of tankers and things and don't and, forget of course fishing oh know, definitely the, fishing would predate the war yeah so so much fishing uh, you know off the california coast and probably in the bay area too very much uh so we were are we, we're winding down to what we did today. No, no, no. No, we what did I forget? One. Chicago. Oh, Chicago. 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 We finally we did, got to do we that trip. We went to Chicago a couple of years ago. I think it was two years ago now. Yeah. And uh, so we went to uh, Wrigley, of course. Yes. From uh, our hotel on Michigan Avenue. And so we went Across to from Grant Park? Is that the name of the yeah, park? There's a yeah. beautiful park there on the shoreline of Lake yeah, Michigan. The fountain. The fountain. And, right. So it's literally across the street from our, from our hotel. And of course, so we caught the L a couple of times. And well, you know, it's it's the city subway. It's pretty much. But I have to say, similar to riding the Capitol Corridor after the baseball game, but riding the L after a Cubs game was quite the kick with mm. all the Cubs fans. I believe we won the game. No, we didn't. We didn't, we didn't win either of the games that we were uh, Well, everybody was in a good mood anyway. Yeah, there was because, a lot of singing hey, and laughing and joking. and yeah, A bad day at the park is better than a good day at work. Especially that park. Yeah, it's a beautiful park. So Very we did much the L. A lot of camaraderie on the L. And <laughs> the funny thing about that is we took, we went to two games. Mm -hmm. Did we take the L both ways? No, I remember that we took the L going there. Both times. Yes. Coming back once, we took a taxi ride that was very interesting. Yeah, wild toad ride there. Oh my gosh, yes, definitely Mr. Toad. So they actually I think I like the L better than the taxi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh he was he was he was in a hurry. He knew how to circumvent things. <laughs> okay. Now, now we go. Now we can talk about now today. We're back now to talk. today. So we're in Fort Worth, California, and uh, a lot of logging uh, history in this area. Quite a bit of logging history. So, and of course, when we're talking about logging history, we're talking about California. What are we talking about? Of course, is trains, and the remnants of those days is the skunk train, which is what we took today. Which was the you know the is uh, it diesel. Pardon? It's not a steam train. This one was a diesel engine. Yeah, but uh, the point being is that uh, to get, you know, part of the way to get the logs down was, you know, was, but, but uh, the remnants of those days. 
was a you know was a diesel engine and four or five cars something like that we had an open car two that were just passenger cars and then the third car had part passenger and then it had a little concession area mm -hmm. So, and we did the, so, you know, and it's like, it took what, 40 minutes to go up there, half an hour to get up to its destination, half hour to come back. And we took like 20 minutes to wander around up there in the deep forest, you know, in amongst the trees. The redwoods. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was a, you know, it was a, a whiz war trip at 15 miles an hour. It felt like if you've been that. There, it wasn't very fast and it was pretty rough. The yeah. tracks are older. The, uh, there was a slight elevation change, not much. At one point, he said it was a 3% grade, which is quite a bit for a train because mm -hmm. they have to expend quite a bit of energy to move the cars. But the uh, it was definitely picturesque. Mm -hmm. They uh, talked a lot about the redwoods because there are these are the California coastal redwoods. Mm -hmm. They mentioned a tree named the Hyperion, I believe, which may be the tallest living, according to this narration the tallest living redwood at the moment and um redwoods can live up to 2200 years apparently and they're massive trees big trees huge trees we haven't seen uh certain groves where there are actually trees that you can drive through and because there are various pockets of redwoods in california and i guess there are different species of redwoods but this particular train goes through coastal redwoods and it really, you know, maybe not the most exciting topic in the world, maybe not the most exciting thing in the world, but, you know, trains are Americana. They, they expanded America. They put, you know, they pushed, uh, you know, pushed us outward to the east, fully in, uh, and helped us for good or bad uh, become, you know, fully inhabit this part of the North American continent for good or bad. That's true up to a point, but... Trains are also very international and mm -hmm. glamorous. And you think of things like the Orient Express, mm -hmm. the, um, as we mentioned, the trains in Japan and Ireland, um, in other countries, there are definitely trains that are more, um, more used than they are in the United States. In the United States at this point in time, we do have passenger rail. We do have areas of the country that have regular consistent rail travel but kind of the cross-country trains these days, aside from things like the California Zephyr, are the transportation of goods. Yep. And you see a lot of that, especially going through Nevada, the Reno Sparks area. And that's a fair point. I read an article not too long ago. What is the main difference between the American versus the European and Asian version of trains? And Americans are, are the experts at moving freight. Whereas Europe and Asia are the experts at moving people. Oh, in Japan, the amount of people who ride the trains, since we were in the Tokyo area, and that's where a lot of the population is condensed. And there are periods of time during rush hour where the train cars are so full, they're so packed with people that they actually have people standing on the platforms helping to basically push people into the car so that the, the doors can close because they just you're crammed in there side to side. There is no room to move or anything. So it is very much, and that goes back to another cultural difference because doing that in the United States can be a little problematic yeah, sometimes would, yeah. with personal space issues, but other countries are, you know, 
this is you need to be here at this time so you have to catch this train and if it's full you find the room you can find so if you're our writer that's interested in you know in in, in putting trains into your books that you know that's that first of all that's a fantastic idea because for for many trains are at the immediate vision of adventure if I, if I, we have to point out any series of books that does that, then just think how Harry Potter always begins with a train trip. The Hogwarts Express. The and very first thing you see. Going back to Ireland, one of my, my joys of being on the Irish train. See, the American train, you have to go to the dining car to get something. The Irish trains had a trolley, trolley. that they would bring around to you, something similar to Harry Potter. Only they didn't have the the pumpkin yeah. pasties. But, the... but, but going back to my point being, though, is that the train tra train travel brings adventure, mm -hmm. can bring romance, can bring danger. There, I mean, the, you know, Agatha Christie wrote Murder on the Orient Express, which is one of the most fantastic uses of trains in literature because it is the famous locked room with all the suspects and the murder victim in the same locked room. So there is so many uses for trains that can be used in literature, in your writing, in your visualization, and trains are universal. Also, trains are a common experience. So people, people who have never even been on a train will know immediately what you're referring to when you refer to tracks and the conductor and the engineer and things like that. There's universal terms, but to enhance your writing, we it's probably no more no further than you can throw a rock to find yourself on a train. So we recommend doing that. And again, you might find yourself surprised if you think about it, that you may have already been on it like we had been. We didn't realize we'd been on so many flavors yet. Here we are. It's true. We've been on quite a few. What, one, two, did three, we, did four, we hit them all? five, six, seven, eight, nine different types of trains. Yep. And it's just in it's, three countries. In three countries. So, uh, so anything, any last thoughts about trains before we shut this down? Um, well, if you look up historic trains, there are some shots of some beautiful historic trains. There was the uh, 1930s version, Art Deco type, streamlined. Um, so if you have not been on a train or you're not very experienced about trains, you can definitely look up a lot of historic photos and find some great shots. It also, uh, depending on the train you mentioned, it can evoke a certain era. Yeah. Uh, for people who grew up in the 1970s, if you watched Little House on the Prairie, there was train or there were trains. And actually that train was also in California, but on the other side of the state. So um, in the the era of the V&T Railroad, the 1860s, 1870s, uh, that would evoke a certain look. But then you talk about things like the Orient Express and Agatha Christie, and that's more of the 30s, 40s, retro Art Deco vibe. So it can depending on the train you choose, it can evoke a very specific time period. And if, of course, there's uh, trains are loved by more than the probably, you know, than a lot of rail enthusiasts. So if you do find yourself wanting to do research on it, you can always talk to a, to a volunteer like our son-in-law who, who knows more about trains than we're ever going to know. He's probably forgotten more about trains than we ever know. So if, if you have a particular train or a particular era or a particular style or whatever, reach out to you to reach out to those volunteers. <laughs> Believe me, they want to share that that knowledge with you. Believe me. Free up an afternoon. You're Free up need an afternoon. A few hours. There okay. are definitely several interesting railroad museums in Nevada, and there are also a few in California. They're probably all over the country. 
But definitely, if you want to look into trains, go to a railroad museum. Okay, we're going to go ahead and shut this thing down. We've uh, we've, we've blathered on about train, 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 trains. And just so you know, once again, our production values are low. If you hear noise in the background, it's the traffic outside of our little cottage. So yeah, we apologize no. for that. That's not trains. It's cars. It's cars. Okay. Uh, I think that's it for today. That's it for today. We hope it finds you well. We hope this finds you breathing. <laughs> oh, the sea air is such a nice change. Yep. Uh, but we'll be heading back. We'll be betting, heading back home very, very soon. But until then, across from me is CC. And across from me is JT. Well, as always, you can send us feedback through J, uh, through CarsonHume.com. Uh, sign up for our, our blogs. We're always posting stuff out there. And uh, if nothing else, uh, you know, shoot us a line and let us know how you're doing. Until then. And if you have a particular train that you like, let us know. We'd love <laughs> to check out more trains. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye-bye.